Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Tammy Tway. And this podcast is for all things we love about the Grand Valley that we live in. Today I have a guest speaker, but before I introduce him, I want to tell you how excited I am about the year of 2023. At the end of each year, I like to review and see what I accomplished over the past year. I also like to try to plan my year ahead. I have ideas of things I'd like to do like this starting a podcast. So welcome. Okay, our guest today is Scott Aker. He is from the Grand Junction Housing Authority. Hello, Scott. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Scott. Are you there? Are you there? Let's see if we can get Scott on the line. We are. Let's see. I am not connecting to him, so let's just see a minute what we've got going on. Hey, Scott, are you there? Hey, Scott, can you hear me? Hey, Scott, are you there? Hello. I am. How are you? Hi. Are you there? Are you doing good? Yep, I'm here. I am. I I apologize. I I followed the instructions and logged in on my computer, but I, I didn't hear anything, so I figured I'd better call the telephone number. Okay. Well, either one works. So welcome today to our podcast, In Love with the Grand Valley. So Scott Aker, again, is from the Grand Junction Housing Authority. Um, Hopefully today we're going to find out what you guys um, are actually doing for the community. You guys do a lot of wonderful things. So can you start off a little bit by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure, Tammy. And again, I, I apologize for the, for the technical glitch. So um, it's, it's great to be with you and really appreciate the opportunity. Um, my name is Scott Aker. I'm the Chief Operating Officer with the Grand Junction Housing Authority. I've been in that role for six years. Uh, I've lived in the Grand Valley for almost 25 years. Uh, born and raised in Indiana, go Hoosiers. Um, went Woo-hoo, to. Went I'm, to a, I'm a Hoosier too. I'm Are Hoosier you? Too. Yes. Well, yes. We, could, we could spend 15 minutes on that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll save it for uh, another day. Yeah, but um, I went to went to uh, grew up, born and raised there, uh, high school and all that. Went to uh, college and got my bachelor's and master's at IU Bloomington. Um, and I lived in the Midwest and worked uh, at, at the state government level. We can talk more about that maybe in a, in a minute. 
but I met my wife, Amy, in the mid-90s. Uh, we were actually both in Madison, Wisconsin. And Amy was born and raised here in Grand Junction. And so I found, uh, as Amy likes to say, I'm a transplant. Um, mm-hmm. She imported me from, from the Midwest, and I've been here for, for 25 years. And uh, in that time, I've worked a, a, in a few different places, but always in, in, the, in public service. Um, I started with the County Human Services Department in the Child Protection uh, Team and uh, the Workforce Center. And I uh, was also the Deputy Director for the Department of Human Services uh, for a few years, a total of about 13 years of service in that organization. I also worked for the Colorado Housing and Finance Authority uh, for five years in the mid-2000s and helped uh, open Chapa's first uh, regional or satellite office here in Grand Junction, and uh, and then transitioned to uh, the Housing Authority about six years ago. Um, gosh, what else? I've, I've served on a few boards in the community. I'm currently a board member for Homeward Bound of the Grand Valley, which is our community's homeless shelter. Nice. And, yeah, probably the other big highlight and one of the real joys of, of my life for seven years from uh, 98, 99 into 2006, I was an instructor of public speaking at what was then Mesa State College, now now CMU. Nice. So, wow. Yeah. You've done a lot of great things in your life. So well, you, you should be proud. Well, that's very kind of you. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's an honor to live here and a pleasure to serve. So let's talk about living here. So our the name of the podcast is In Love with the Grand Valley. So I always ask this question. What do you love about the Grand Valley? Boy, I, um, what I should start with is what's not to love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, if I'm honest, I, I miss my family in Indiana and I miss the fall in Indiana, and and we do have a lot of brilliant, bright color here, Uh, but the fall I miss. What I don't miss are mosquitoes and humidity. (laughs) Um, But but thinking about that question, what I love the most is I love the pace and the quality of life here. Um, We have two kids. They're grown now, 28 and 22, but it was a wonderful place for them to go to school and and grow up and and spread their wings. Um, I certainly love the weather patterns. Um, I'm a mountain biker, so I love the access to the trails and, and the, the length of the riding season. Um, and I also love the fact, not only mountain biking, but hiking and floating the river and lots of things outdoors. And I, and I love the fact that once you go beyond Grand Junction and the, and the Grand Valley, you can go any direction for an hour or two, and you just have access to so much beauty and and. It's it's a giant playground. It is. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Those are some wonderful things that really, you know, fit in with our our weather, um, yeah. you know, hiking and biking and, and all of those things are wonderful things to do. And you're right. You can yeah. do them pretty much all year. It's um, really extraordinary. Yeah, I, I have often I have often Tammy told a lot of my family and friends uh, back in Indiana that, like I said, I've I've been here 25 years, but in some regards, I, I'm on vacation all the time um, yep. because we have access to things that we can do that people plan for and save up time and money, and we can do them right out of our back door. It, it 
it's really extraordinary. One yeah. other thing I might say, the other thing, well, the other uh, things that I love about the Valley beyond the outdoor recreation is, especially in my line of work, um, this community is filled with really tremendous talent and tremendous people. And the giving nature of the people in this community and the collaborative spirit in this community is extraordinary. And um, we say that a lot, but I've lived and worked in other places, and I can tell you from experience that we don't just say it, it, it really is true. And um, it's what keeps me coming to work every day. It's what keeps me here. Um, a lot of wonderful, wonderful people and organizations uh, that, that filled this valley. You know, Scott, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I think that there are a lot of people and organizations out there that we really don't even know about. And, you know, not only could we be helping other people, but informing people of where they can get resources or help or just knowledge about um, things that are out there. So, yeah, that sure. I agree. I mean, there are some real big, um, you know, advantages to our area for sure. So if I were Absolutely. to ask you what inspired you to pursue your current career or interests? Yeah, the it, this is going to sound corny, um, but the truth is from a pretty early age, I knew that something in the, in the public service arena was going to, to be my, my career and my calling. Uh, my mom was a was a county clerk in a little in a little county in northern Indiana, and so she um, and my dad was her campaign chair and, and biggest fan and supporter. And her service uh, during those years in, in middle school and high school really um, was really powerful for me. I was fortunate because I got to meet some of our elected officials and, you know, go to the dinners and, and those sorts of things. But it was just um, watching her do her work. Um, I would I would uh, work in the office in the, in the summer times and help with voter record purges and, and all the things back then. Um, so it was really my mom that instilled in me that sense of public service. And then my dad's, um, he worked in the private sector. Uh, but his support of her in, in her role as a local elected official really, really inspired me. And then the other thing, um, I wasn't an athlete in high school. I was uh, too short and too slow. So I joined the debate team. And the other big influence in my life was my debate coach in high school. His name was Bob Britton. And uh, Bob was extraordinary and really was my mentor apart from my parents, um, but I was really fortunate to, to have Bob in my life uh, for those years. And, um, yeah. That is, that is so neat to hear. I mean, I think that it's really inspiring when your parents, you know, um, pass that down to you and give you that interest in helping. Um, and then also the people that we meet along the way, growing up that's that's really cool um, it opened it so, is I'm very fortunate yep. you know yeah. it, but but make no mistake it, it opened a lot of doors 
it not only helped me, you know, identify at a relatively early age what really inspired me, but it, but it also opened doors, and I was very fortunate. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your organization and anything that you guys are doing and, um, you know, just kind of give it, give it to us. Sure. So um, the Grand Junction Housing Authority was created by the city of Grand Junction um, under the authority of Colorado uh, state statutes in um, mid-1974. So next year we'll be 50 years old in, in September. Wow. Um, and uh, over, that, over that span of time, the Housing Authority has evolved into an organization. We have three main purposes, and I've always had three main purposes. Um, and, and we've grown from serving a few dozen to several dozen to a few hundred households today. Uh, across our, our three lines of business, we serve uh, over 2,200 of some of our most vulnerable households in Mesa County. And, we, and as I said, we have, there's three things that we do at the end of the day. Number one, we develop and provide affordable housing directly. And in, in that span of time, we are up to um, just under 800 apartment homes at 11 different properties. Uh, Ten of those properties are, are uh, owned and managed by uh, the housing authority. The 11th property is actually a property that we uh, provide property management uh, and maintenance for, but is actually owned by Mind Springs. Oh, okay. Um, the second, the second line of business is we administer um, housing choice vouchers. Uh, most people know or refer to vouchers as Section 8, uh, but it's rental assistance um, that is eligibility-based from an income uh, standpoint. There are many types of vouchers. Most of them come from um, the federal government through uh, the U.S. Department of Housing and Ur Urban Development, HUD. But there are also um, some vouchers that we manage that are funded uh, solely by the state of Colorado. And our, our voucher portfolio is uh, just over 1,400 uh, vouchers. And then the third big line of, of our business is a pretty robust set of supportive services. And when I say that, what that means is that we have staff um, with the housing authority that work with our residents and some of our voucher clients with the primary goal of helping them uh, access and navigate necessary um, community, community supportive services from you know, assistance with food or uh, the healthcare system, the public transportation system. Um, we provide uh, and contract with providers to provide, in some cases, financial literacy classes and other things. So we really, the, the roof and the rental assistance is one piece, but it's not the only piece, and we feel very strongly that that supportive services component is essential for us to do the right thing for, for the folks that we serve. And, and one other thing I might say just on the supportive services front is sometimes folks will hear um, the Housing Authority has a companion nonprofit entity called Doors to Success, um, and Doors is uh, a part of our supportive services efforts. Uh, the Board of Doors to Success is appointed by the Board of the Grand Junction Housing Authority, and the Housing Authority and Doors to Success work together to deliver and to continue to evolve uh, that supportive service function. That's awesome. So you guys, I bet, 
because of the market and the housing, the rental prices, things like that. How are you kind of combating that? Um, you know, I'm sure that you have a budget just like everyone else. So um, you take applications and um, and kind of go through them. How do you decide who gets um, sure. help? Sure. So um, the easiest way to talk about that um, is that uh, I just indicated we serve about 2,200 households in any, any, at any given snapshot in time. Our collective wait list for uh, uh, individuals and families uh, and households uh, wanting assistance also exceeds about 2,200 names. And what we know uh, in the Valley, um, because the city of Grand Junction a year and a half ago or so um, commissioned uh, a needs assessment for, for the housing, for housing, not just affordable housing, but across the spectrum. But what we know is that while our wait list is one proxy for unmet need, um, the real number is, is probably closer to over 4,000 households that probably qualify for assistance. Um, but, but but have to to wait in line. Um, the broader answer to your to your question, how do we process all of that? Um, the number one driver for for what we do and how we do it is financial eligibility. So our entire system um, is driven by HUD's definition of area median income, and our our purpose is to serve households at or below. 60% of area median income. And just as a couple of examples to, to give folks a sense of what those numbers are, um, area median income, meaning at, at 100% of median income for a single person in, in Mesa County, as defined by HUD, for 2022 is an annual income of $57,600 for one person. If you were to go up to three people in the household, that number is seventy-four thousand. And we could talk numbers all day long, and I know, and I know we don't want to. But at, for a couple of illustrations, at sixty percent of area median income for a one-person household, that is an annual number of thirty-four thousand five hundred, or a full-time job that's making um, sixteen dollars and sixty cents an hour. At wow. thirty percent. Yep. At 30% of, of median income, you're talking about annual income of $17,000 and change or about $8 an hour. And if I, if I might, Tammy, one of the, I think one thing uh, in terms of, and I really appreciate the opportunity, one of the, uh, I think, lesser known things about uh, the Grand Junction Housing Authority and that the households we serve, two-thirds of the households we serve are single seniors or or and or single individuals with permanent disabilities. Oh so wow. Lots of times yeah, well, well lots of times what we are talking about is is uh, usually single female, not always, but but the data say that. Um but it's it's really, you know, think about my mother, my father died 20 years ago, and my mother lives off of Social Security and a little bit of a pension. Mm -hmm. And there are lots and lots of folks in, in that very similar situation. 
And so um, most of the rental assistance uh, provided in San Mesa County to those households. The other third are individuals and families working um, with jobs and, you know, trying to, to work themselves up and, and, and to a more self-reliance. Um, but that's kind of the, the high-level uh, picture of who we serve. And then the last part, and then I'll, and then I'll stop for your next question. Um, we have a very, we have a very uh, systemic and rigorous process um, and it's it's really uh, the easiest way to say it is it's first come first serve. Meaning, um, we receive applications regardless of whether it's for a voucher or a particular property, and we process those with a date and time stamp. And so the first cut, of course, if you think about our properties, the first cut is are you eligible? And there's a process to go through to demonstrate and to document what your household income really is and then the second and then the second piece is if you are if you if you are eligible financially speaking um, then we go through the process of finding out what your household makeup is and if we have an apartment available at the time or not um, does it need to be ADA accessible or not um, you know there's lots of beyond that I think anybody looking for housing you know, it, you know, we want people to be happy where they live, and so we want it to, to be a good fit. I think, you know, that, I mean, is, is great information for me. Um, you know, personally, I'm a realtor, and I know, you know, I've been doing this for 17 years. I know that we are underhoused, for sure. Yes, ma'am. Across the board. You know, yeah, absolutely. And so when you take that into consideration and then you look at those that may need a little bit of assistance, um, you know, that's twofold. So tell me a little bit about do you just serve Grand Junction or do you serve Mesa County? Uh, the the answer is, is both. So um, the way that the, the law – and um, the way that it works on the housing development side is um, the developments that we have done have been within the city of Grand Junction limits um, because we are a creature of the city of, of Grand Junction. More broadly, we do have uh, an intergovernmental agreement with Mesa County that uh, is the document that is in place uh, that allows the vouchers to be used anywhere in Mesa County where you have a, a landlord willing to accept um, the terms and conditions of having um, uh, a portion or a sizable portion of the monthly rent paid by us. That's that's great to know. I think a lot of people maybe think that because you know your your name is Grand Junction Housing Authority that maybe you're just serving, you know, the, the people that are in that Grand Junction city area. Um, right. Scott, where is the Grand Junction Housing Authority located? Can you tell us our your main, address? Yeah, our main office is inside Foresight Park. Our, our physical address is 8 Foresight Circle. It's We um, bought and renovated the old KJCT TV station. Oh, okay. And did a bit of an yeah did a bit of an addition to it to to accommodate our our needs we and what's we're a well we have uh, property managers and and some of our supportive service staff are out 
at our properties, which are uh, sprinkled, you know, in, 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 the, in the city limits. But the main office is here uh, inside Foresight Park, and this is our central hub for, for the rest of our staff and support staff as well as our maintenance team. So is that where the community members can access your services? Yes. And okay. uh, people can also begin, if, if we're thinking about applying, people can also visit our website, which is uh, gjha.org, and they can go to the website and download. We have a pre-application um, that is a, a pretty simple form to fill out to get the process going, and that can be uh, submitted electronically. Um, the whole process can happen electronically, and so people are, are invited to engage with us uh, either way. Okay, that's great to know. And then as far as your hours, um, you're open Monday through Friday. What's your business hours? Yeah, we're open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then, yes, we're open from 8 to 4. Um, our staff uh, leave around 5. Um, we use that last hour of the day to process paperwork and, sure. and, and whatnot. But the, but the doors are open from 8 to 4, Monday through Friday. So what are your goals for your organization right now, Scott? Do you guys have anything that you're, you know, looking at doing maybe in 2023 or – is there something that you guys are really focusing on right now? Yes, there are really two two big goals. Number one, and it's always the goal, is to develop more affordable housing. The financial instruments that we have access to in order to in order to charge the rents that we charge um, are uh, it's a very very um, detailed and competitive process, but it is called the low income housing tax credit. That is the primary financial mechanism that gets affordable housing built uh, in, throughout the throughout the country, far and away the biggest the biggest financial tool. Um, and it is a true public private partnership um, where private investors put equity in sizable equity in up front. And then that equity gets returned to, to those investors over time on their federal tax returns in the form of tax credits. Um, because, as you, as you so rightly said, because the, the demand is so much greater than the supply, that is true for that low-income housing tax credit, usually on the order of four or five to one in any particular round. And a housing authority or other developers uh, with tax credit experience have access to apply for those tax credits to fuel new development once a year. And we are uh, intend to uh, do our next development. The first step, well, first step is getting land under contract, which we are working on. Uh, and then the, our, our, our goal is to apply for tax credits um, and submit our application uh, on February 1st of 2024. We were not able to make it into the 2023 round because we just weren't quite far, far enough along to be competitive, um, but, but we'll be there next year. Oh, that's good news. So you mentioned a board. Um, yep. So if someone was interested in getting involved or being a part of that process or volunteering or helping in some way, 
do you guys mm-hmm. like look at those um, once a year or when is a good time to kind of come come forward if someone's interested in helping and just kind of saying, you know, um, what can I do? Sure. So I, I actually have three answers for that, Tammy. So, so okay. answer number one is for the Grand Junction Housing Authority Board, our board is appointed by the Grand Junction City Council, and that, that process is managed entirely by uh, the city and, okay. and, and, the, and the council. The terms um, for our board members are five years in duration, and board members are term limited to two terms. And so the best way if someone is, is interested in serving on the board is to watch for uh, postings uh, by the, the city um, clerk's office on the city's website under the volunteer section. There's a, there's a whole boards and commission section on the city's website, and that's where any uh, vacancy on our board would appear. Um, I can tell you that there will be a, a vacancy on our board um, next fall, uh, October, I believe, and so that process will start um, late spring, early summer. Okay. Part two to the question is that for Doors to Success, which is, again, um, the, the, the unique board appointed by the Housing Authority Board that really helps oversee our supportive services programs, um, that board is, um, if, any, if, if someone is interested in serving on that board, the easiest way is to call me uh, or to email me, and then I can help people navigate that process. It is not as formal of a process as housing authority board appointments are. And then the third piece is we don't really, Tammy, have a lot of, of opportunities for folks to volunteer. That is actually something that, um, frankly, uh, is on my to-do list. Um, I do think that there are, are some opportunities um, to volunteer, um, but not a lot, frankly, uh, for the housing authority because the, the work that we do with the, the households that was really primarily done through through our staff. Um, but as you know, as as we evolve what we do, I'm I'm hopeful that volunteer opportunities will will come up in the in the future. What I can tell you is um, that when we do that, we would probably work with other community partners. Maybe come back on a future podcast or other opportunities to to get that word out. It's certainly our. Oh, website. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. do you guys got help? Um, in any way in home purchasing or is it just more ha- rentals? Do you guys do any counseling or anything in regards to home purchasing? We um, we do two things in, in that arena and they're, um, this, the scale of them is relatively small, but we do um, through our Doors to Success program, we have raised some grant funds um, that from time to time um, will help a household go through some financial. Um, I, don't, I really don't like the term financial literacy, um, mm-hmm. but but you know how to build a budget and how to stick to a budget and and you know uh, those sorts of things. Some of those classes that we will refer our residents or clients to and that we pay for um, include sort of pre-purchase counseling for for folks 
that that are uh, interested in in home ownership opportunity. Um, the lead organization in our community for for uh, pre-purchase counseling and for home buyer education classes is Housing Resources of Western Colorado. They are fabulous. They have a great team, and so when we find folks that are you know ready to buy a home, and when it's time to make a referral for a home buyer education class, uh, primarily to to if they want to get a, ch a chaffa loan for their you know if they're first time home buyers, we will refer people over to to housing resources. Yeah, that is a great program. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're looking at first time home buyers, they have absolutely no clue where to start, and so yeah. that is a great program. And it's out there for people to utilize and just become more familiar and, you know, more comfortable with the thought of, of purchasing a home. I mean, it's a big step. Um, it, so, yeah, that's, a, yeah a, that's a great resource for sure. They are. They're, they're wonderful. Another thing on my to-do list, uh, one of the things that I would love to see us evolve are expanding the opportunities for even uh, – think further upstream and, and having more opportunities for folks, you know, before they're actually looking for a house and looking for a mortgage, but to begin that sort of what you might call pre-purchase, um, you know, conversations and, and education. Um, I mean, I'd love to get ahead of that for households two, three, four years um, prior to when they're ready because it takes a lot to plan and to save mm -hmm. and um, you know, to, to get yourself to understand your credit and your credit score and, you know, so that people um, are, are, you know, thinking and, and acting much earlier. So when they're really ready to make that step, they've done their homework and, and they know well, what they're getting themselves into and, and whatnot. So that, yeah. is, that is a line of our supportive services that I really hope to grow in time. Well, that's awesome, and if you ever need any help, I'm happy to help there. I love, I do, you know, business with all different kinds of folks, but I absolutely love helping first-time homebuyers. And, yeah. you know, it's not something that really they teach, um, you know, going through school and, thing, and things like that. So, you know, it's not it's just not something that you really learn about. And so I think that there's some great opportunity there. Yes, I, I, I agree with you, and I will take you up on that, Tammy. <laughs> so, Scott, what advice would you have for people who are interested in pursuing a similar path or career like the one you've chosen? I think more than anything else, um, I, I, and whether it's, it, frankly, Tammy, this is my advice to my kids, friends, um, nieces and nephews and anybody else, whether it's in public service or, or whatever it is, I think people really need to, to give themselves permission to dig deep and ask themselves what your passion really is. And I think the more people that follow their passion the better off we are as communities and, and as a state and as a nation. Um, I was fortunate, like I said in the very beginning, and I figured that out for myself um, pretty early on. I think the path to your passion is in mentorship 
Um, find somebody that you trust and that you can be 100% honest with. Maybe it's your parents, maybe it isn't. Uh, but someone who, will, who you can be honest with and who is honest with you, and as you, you know, figure out that journey in your career, and, and you know, so I think that's number one. The, the second thing I would say is the career, the, the, the career gig probably isn't the first or second job uh, that you right. have. So when I think about, again, my own kids um, or, or younger folks, you know, starting off on, on a career path, don't be afraid to get your, your hands dirty. Um, work, work a hard job. Um, I work for our state highway department, county highway department, scraping dead animals off the road and all kinds of stuff um, before I ever sat behind a desk and a computer. And um, I think finding your work ethic and committing to a work ethic is what you know, that coupled with understanding your passion is what really ultimately um, will, will make you successful. Um, then certainly school and, and training, sometimes uh, a full four-year degree. Community colleges are growing in their depth and breadth, and I think that's fabulous. Lots and lots of employers are investing in people and will hire people in at entry-level positions and then, you know, work with them and train them and allow them to grow and allow them to grow over time. Um, but really, I think full circle, it's ask a lot of questions, ask them of yourself and, and, and find that, find that passion. Um, if there's somebody who listens to this, who says, you know, I want to, I want to try that affordable housing thing. They're welcome to give me a call and I'd be happy to chat with them. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I agree. Passion is important. You've got to love what you do. And, you, you know, my, yeah, my first job was McDonald's. So yeah. I, I did that for quite a long time, actually, while I went to school. And then, you know, younger days of, of having a family. And then I went into banking, which was a great career for me. Um, but I think regardless of what you choose, um, you know, and sometimes you have to test the waters, but I totally agree you know, you have to be um, really passionate about what you're, what's important to you. Um, because I think in the long run, you're the one that has to, to do the work. So that's, that's great. And, and, you know, I think, yep. Tammy, you made a really, you made a, an excellent point. Sometimes on the path to knowing, understanding our passion, we, we come face to face with things we figure out that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, yep. Sometimes the best, some of the best decisions I've made from a career perspective are when I was able to look myself in the mirror and say, this is not for me. Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pivot and, 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 you know, try something else or a different employer, whatever the, whatever the case may be. Well, you know, that's how, uh, you know, ultimately, yeah, you want to be your best self. And so I, I'm really very conscious about, you know, trying to be my best self every day. And in order to do that, you know, I have to be really into what I do every day. So it's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Scott, as we kind of wrap up your time with us today, um, is there anything else 
you'd like to share with us um, and tell the listeners? Uh, boy, Tammy, I don't think so. This has been okay. wonderful and, and, and thorough. Um, again, um, if, if folks have follow-up questions, I'm happy to, to make myself available. Um, but I appreciate your interest in doing this and, and uh, you know, giving us the opportunity to get the word out about who we are and, and, and what we do. And I uh, look forward to working with you in the future. You know, Scott, I think, you know, it's important for us to get the word out there about our great community that we live in and the people that are doing great things out there. So we appreciate everything you're doing and keep doing it. And um, we'll definitely have you back and um, appreciate, you know, your information today for sure. Thank you, Tammy. Uh, You're very very welcome. Okay. Take care, Scott. And we're going to take a quick break. Okay, I'm going to sign off, and I will talk okay. with you soon. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Scott. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break to state that this podcast is sponsored by the home team at EXP Realty. This is my real estate company, and I love what I do and where I live, right here in the Grand Valley. Now, let's move on to fundraisers. Um, I really want to help others get information out there. Um, I did not um, hear... I did not receive anything about any new fundraisers this week. So I just kind of wanted to continue focusing on Little Sailor. So Little Sailor is two years old. She has been diagnosed with kidney disease. Her grandmother is in Grand Junction and is fundraising for um, Little Sailor's parents. So they're having to stay at the nearest pediatric hospital, which is about five hours away, and they could really use some help. Their vehicle needs work to continue to go back and forth and and be um, reliable. And her family could use help with fuel, lodging, and food um, while they're there with Little Sailor. So if you can, please donate. Keep them in your heart. If you can't, feel free to send a card to Little Sailor in care of Tammy Tway at 571-25 Road, Grand Junction, 81505. You can also go to GoFundMe.com and search the area to find fundraisers in your area to help others with their difficult journeys. So you guys, the weekend's coming up. What are you going to do this weekend? So I hope you all take some time to do something that makes you happy. So let's look at a few things happening in the Grand Valley this weekend that I found um, that I thought might be fun. So tonight at 8.30, we have Exit 42 at Warehouse 2565. Sunday at noon, they have a maintenance clinic for bicycles. And that's being held at the Colorado Backcountry Biker. So this might be good for those that are interested in biking but don't have a lot of knowledge about taking care of your bicycle. If something were to happen, um, you know, um, regardless. So that's tomorrow at 12 p.m. And then tomorrow we also have 10.30 to 3 p.m. Claws Adoption Event. And um, I'm not sure, but 
Um, kitties are great. So if you're looking for a cat, please go and adopt a pet. 569 South Westgate Drive, and that is, again, tomorrow, 1030 to 3. And then tomorrow we also have, this looked like a lot of fun, tomorrow night at 730. So Saturday night, 730, Morgan James concert at Two Rivers. Two Rivers Winery and Chateau. Again, Morgan James. So that's just a few ideas for what you could do this weekend. Find something fun to do. I hope you have a great weekend. Be happy, be kind, and let's talk soon. Reference any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the podcaster. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Opinions expressed by guests and the podcaster are their own and do not necessarily reflect the view of everyone. You can also email any comments to Grand Valley Podcast at gmail.com. Soon.